Welcome to the Prep Pigskin Report Podcast, hosted by Papa Pig himself, Paul Rudy. Welcome to PPR Podcast number 29. Everybody knows Bert. My name is Paul. In the upper square there is Rancho Bernardo head coach Tristan McCoy. And in the lower square, worth the beard, is the coach that will soon be the head coach in 2023, I believe of the Rancho Bernardo, Mr. Eric Weddle. Gentlemen, thank you for making time for the podcast. Thanks for having us. My pleasure, anytime. Well, first of all, can we start out with, how, how do you guys know one another? <clears throat> Go ahead, T. <laughs> yeah, so a mutual friend, uh, best man at my wedding, uh, became, you know, he's a little bit kind of like the mayor around here. Everybody knows him and loves him. And uh, he and he and Eric, I think, met at, uh, was it LA Fitness? Is that right, Eric? And uh, this is probably eight, eight, ten years ago, something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they, they became really close friends. And then, you know, we started taking our kids to monster truck jams, you know, a long time ago and started playing hoops together and all that stuff. So. Tristan, when you watch this, you're going to realize how bad your background is compared to Eric's. From this point of view right here, it's, it's, it's scary. Hey, you know, the, the, one, the one thing you did, uh, Tristan, I always heard was the culture you put in there and the character with the, with the program. Um, it was kind of evident because this is our 30th one, and they're the first ones to beat us on. They were pumped. They were five minutes early on party time. Early is on time. On time is late. So is that something? And Bert, Eric- and Bert I made that face joke to Eric. That same joke to Eric while we were waiting. I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta up my background game. I know. Just put like a U football jersey hanging up back there. Something, man. So is that something important when you were looking for um, someone to take over? Because I know it's like your baby there. I mean, you teach there. Um, was that important to get that right person to, to keep it going, what you had built? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I started playing RB Pop Warner when I was 9, 10 years old. And so this this program has been everything to me. It's it's made me who I am. And so, I, you know, what I've told people is you, you take take the NFL stuff, take all of, all of Eric's accomplishments away. Just, the you know, as I've gotten to know him, just the amazing human being he is and he the way he treats people he's out in the community serving uh you know he just does things the right way top to bottom and so take away all the nfl stuff he's he's still he's still the right fit the guy the guy that i would choose over anybody else so eric you have a super bowl ring you have this phenomenal career you're one of the best to ever play your position why why do you, I mean, I, I get the love of football, but why, I, I mean, th- it's a lot of work coaching a high school football team. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just the next, I've always, I've always envisioned and dreamed of, of coaching, right? Like I, in high school and in college, I got my degree in special education, mild and moderate disabilities to be able to teach and coach high school football. Like that's what I wanted to do. And uh, obviously, the, you know, my my career went in another direction but i just love the game and i love uh giving back and honestly i'm at the point in my life where this game has brought so much joy uh to my life and and i've learned the ups and downs the adversity uh the wins and losses but just uh how being a great person a great teammate and that what football molds you into the man right molds you into what you can become if you give your all to this game. And now I'm at the point where I just want to give back and I want to uh, 
teach and inspire kids that the the principles that have helped me throughout my life and my career and being able to experience that this past season with my son and and being the head coach of the of my son's 12u team gosh i had so much fun with it and really just solidified uh the importance of giving back but not not just that but inspiring to be a head coach of a high school program one day and you know how fortunate and humbled i am that tristan uh reached out and had this crazy idea a lot of crazy ideas going on in the last couple months but uh just humbled by the opportunity to take over such a great program and a great man and someone i admire and look up to in a lot of ways well after kevin o'connell depleted the uh Rams <coughs> staff are you are there restrictions on how many rams you can bring over <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, I've had so, a couple teammates say, hey, you need a special teams coordinator. You need a <laughs> position coach. Just let me know. Like, uh, it, it was pretty funny to see the guys actually uh, joke, half-heartedly joke, but also like, hey, when I'm done playing, like, leave a spot open for me. So it's it's kind of cool. And, and that's I think it's a lot of guys that play in the league. I think it's just a natural progression to want to give back and want to stay within the game, but not, not stay at the level that we were at for so long because of the time and the sacrifice and everything else. But now it's, it's more so just the love of the game, like high school, high school football and youth sports is the most purest you will find uh, because literally you're playing uh, because you love it and you want to, and you want to play it, not because you have to play it. Do you think if you wouldn't have had developed this friendship with Tristan, whether you'd be still going the path and become a, a head coach or because I, I know Tristan teaches psychology. So I'm wondering if he used like a Jedi mind trick on you and tricked you into early. <laughs> and now you, he wants to stay on staff so you can deal with all the parents and he doesn't have to. <laughs> but would you still be a head coach? I mean, would it or just come a little later? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely wanted to. You know, I'm going to coach my son's 14U team again one more and then obviously the transition and and I just wanted the I just felt like it's time to to give back to my son. I, he's been put on the back burner for a lot of years. So would it have happened this uh, this quickly? I don't know. I think eventually at some point uh, I would have been coaching somewhere uh, because I, I just felt strongly about that and strongly about uh what, what, how cool it would be, you know, Friday night lights. I try to tell, tell people like the best part of Sunday night, Monday night football is how it reminds me of Friday night lights right. and those games that you had with your, with your buddies that you grew up playing with. So, uh, it's just, I'm, I'm just super grateful for this chance. And, and I know, uh, that I won't let T down and, and, the in the high school. Well, coach McCoy, what are going to be the biggest challenges that, uh, a, a former NFL Pro Bowler is going to face trying to take over. I mean, he knowing the game at the ultimate, you know, the uh, 301 level, now having to bring it down to the 101 level. What what's that challenge transition going to be like? Well, you know, I think I think Eric got a taste of it this year working with, you know, the the 12 year olds or 11 year olds at you know Pop <laughs> Warner that. <laughs> you have to translate all it doesn't matter what you know it it matters what you can get the kids to do and what you can get them to buy in to do and somebody you know somebody asked me the other day like oh you know I, the kids are just gonna listen and just absorb everything Eric is telling them to do because he's so full of knowledge and and I think that's true but at the end of the day um, you know the kids and the parents are gonna buy into Eric not not because of 
you know, what he's done in the NFL. It's the person who he is. And again, you know, that, that title, that label of Super Bowl champ is only going to take you so far. You know, you have to build that trust every day showing up and, and those relationships that you keep with the kids and the parents. That's going to that's gonna keep, that's what's going to be the most important thing. But that's what so he, he's so good at. So he's going to thrive at that. It's, you know, it's going to be the, the equipment ordering and the fundraising and the you know, uh, yeah. facility requests and all that stuff, which is why he's, you know, he's going to keep me around for that's, that's job security for me. Right. Are you, wait, Eric, are you familiar with the cookie dough fundraiser? Hey, go ahead. I was watching, you know, it's funny. I, the first thing I thought I was watching that Kevin James movie on Netflix where he's, when Sean Payton goes back to coach high school. Oh, gosh, so funny. I just watched that a couple of nights ago when I was in the theater by myself at 12 in the morning, 12 at night. I couldn't sleep. I'm like, hey, this looks pretty good. You say, you and I say the den. He says the theater. <laughs> See the difference? <laughs> but, I mean, the first thing I thought of, I mean, you're, you're one week off the biggest stage in the, in the world pretty much, starting, um, calling the plays, and then the next coaching a high school football team. I mean, it's almost like I'm like, oh, this guy's going to have a Netflix movie next. He can watch it in his theater. <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh... – it's been a wild, wild six weeks. Uh, you know, when you when you retire from the game, you, you think that dream is done. And I retired at the right time, and I did it the way I wanted to. I didn't want to hold on, and mentally, I just I couldn't I, I couldn't keep keep up the work. It just it just became unbearable. And man, geez, six weeks later, I'm back, putting my life on hold, putting Chanel and the kids hostage. <laughs> She she was uh, she's been the rock for us for my entire you know my entire career without her this this would have never even happened and my career wouldn't have been what it was without her so a lot of a lot of love to her and appreciation because she she's been a, a one man wrecking crew one woman wrecking crew the last six weeks holding it down for us. Tristan, what's your? I know you're going to transition, stay on the staff. You're going to be a coordinator. You're going to be a, a position coach. What's what's your ideal? I know you can't tell yet, but I mean, looking forward, do you, do you want to be as much involved as a coordinator or more of a position coach? You know, honestly, wherever, wherever I'm needed, that's what I'll do. I, I, I've told Eric, I'll go down to the freshman level and, and coach those guys up, um, empty the waste baskets, you know, whatever, whatever he needs. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, there, I'm there. Yeah. I'm there for the program. I'm there for the kids. I'm there to support him in, in any way I can. Do you think so you're I, I did. I did have a chance. I was coaching the All-Star game this year um, with Coach Baldwin and uh, Nick Novak. Actually, Eric, mm -hmm. I talked to him. Mm -hmm. Talked to him yesterday. <clears throat> Crazy. Um, he's a head coach now. Coover is a head coach. You know, and Phil and you. It's kind of wild. But, <clears throat> anyways, I got. I got to show up. Damon Baldwin was the head coach, and I got to show up and just coordinate. You know, and um, it was so much fun. And so I'm. I'm just looking forward to you know helping in any way I can. Were you surprised that we were at that game and Coach Ball when it's eight at night and it's freezing and he's wearing sunglasses on the sideline? Can you explain that to us at a night game wearing sunglasses? Coach Baldwin is the godfather, man. He, you know, he coached me in high school. I love that guy. He is, uh, he's, he's a real dude. But yeah, he was out there and you know, cut off sleeves. Yeah, and <laughs> doing, doing what he does. Well, he's he's new wild. Balances. Speaking yeah. of Ironman, yeah. I mean, Eric. The injury you suffered in that, in what is your final football game, the torn pack, that is, that that sends a lot of guys 
off the field and to the hospital and I mean end seasons and yet you finished a football game speak about can you talk a little bit about the Ironman mentality there or, or, or yeah. am I am I over over telling the story it was it not as bad as it looked to me after the game oh it definitely was bad uh so by the surgery I had and the and the road back is not going to be fun but uh honestly when you're in that moment uh you, you, I've always tried to compartmentalize what is important and what I need to worry about what I'm thinking about. And I've been able to deal with a lot of pain uh, throughout my career. You just push it aside, right? It's it's irrelevant in the moment. It's the, the It doesn't affect the job that I got to do. And for me, all I kept thinking about was roll over, get up. I'm getting talked to by the D coordinator, what the call is, run back to the huddle, get the call, get the guys lined up, make your checks, run the play and do it over again and again, and again, and again, and not worry about how I'm feeling, not worry about what I'm doing to my arm because it's irrelevant. Like I can't change what had happened. I can't change the pain I'm in, but I can change how I how I look at and how I affect the game from here on out and not it, elect, not it affect me. So uh, looking back at that game, I really don't know how I did it. Uh, the mind is powerful. Uh, and I, and I just wanted to be in the moment, right? I, I had no tomorrow. I hadn't, I didn't have another season. I didn't have another game. And as long as I wasn't a liability out there and not able to do my job better than everybody else, and I would have took myself out, but I was able to run. I still was able to talk and communicate. And a few times I did have to make that tackle. I just threw it in there and didn't worry about what was going to, how much worse it was going to make it. <laughs> Jeez, that's insane. So no thoughts of like taking your shirt off at halftime and throwing that in the crowd <laughs> and just getting an Uber and leaving? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, de definitely not. Not not in that moment. I mean, geez, like th this this whole thing is is crazy, right? Like who, who would have ever thought, let alone come back to in the NFL for a one week span of, of playing five days later on against Arizona to four weeks later starting in the Super Bowl, like there was no way I was coming off that field as long as I was able to do what I needed to do. But this was this is what you everyone dreams of, like whether you're a coach or a player to play in the biggest game all the time and all the sacrifice. And for me personally, being done for two years, like that doesn't happen. Like it, it may not ever happen to a guy. So I was just trying to make the most of it and do whatever I could to help my guys uh, win that game. And thankfully, it was meant to be, man. It was meant to be. We're Super Bowl champs. Uh, to me, that is just... A lost art in the NFL. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, every, everybody I've known who's ever had that injury is done for the season. And I sat out when I broke my pinky one time. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you did. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Tristan, state of RB football right now, how good are you guys going to be? Next year? Yeah, this coming fall. Yeah, we're, well, we're reloading a little bit. We, we lost a ton of senior starters. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna get after it and give it everything we have. So we have we have some we have some pieces. Um, we have some good kids, coachable kids. So yeah, we're gonna get after it. Eric, is it is it hard for you? Because I mean, you're so fresh out of the game. I mean, two weeks. Do you you come in? I think a lot of people want to change the schemes. Um, you know, the concepts, the verbiage to that exactly what they know or have they done for 15 years. Is that above high school, or you think the high school kids can handle it? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it'll, over the next few months, 
uh, and then moving into the season, just being around the program and being around Coach T and learning from him and learning uh, just the ins and outs of the, of the job, right? I, I, I know how to I know how to coach. I know X's and O's, and I know how to get through to the kids and make things simple, but there is a whole nother world that I don't know. So being able to uh, being able to learn and, and humble myself to listen is, is going to be huge for myself and something that I look forward to. But the scheme stuff, honestly, uh, the thing that I feel that will have an advantage over anybody else is what I can bring scheme wise. So I'm going to push the limits to these boys and, and push them as far as, as they can go both that they can play freely, play without thinking, but also have an advantage by what we're doing schematically. So I'll, uh, I'll dive into what we've been doing as a program, both offense, defense, and special teams, and then maybe take some, take here. Uh, but ultimately, uh, combine what I've learned over my career and apply it to these boys to make them as great as possible on Friday nights. And I fully expect we'll do that. So, so I have a story. If I can, I tell you guys. Sure, a story absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, so my son played for Eric this this fall in Pop Warner, and. Uh, you know, Eric, Eric plans like three Zoom meetings with the kids going into the season a week you know, to do install. And so I'm sitting there at the first one and I'm, I'm off camera. You know, I'm like over here and, and my son's listening and I'm listening and he's going over defensive install and he's talking about like, all right, so the three tech, you know, you're going to be the three tech in this front, and then you're going to slide and play a, you know, weak side, weak side shade in this front, and then, you know, the safety, you're going to be an alf player here, and then, and I'm, I'm looking at Mason, <laughs> and, and my, my son's pretty smart. He's, he's been around football, you know, for a while, and. And I go, do you have any idea what he's talking about? And he goes, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we go from there and I'm like, Eric, man, I don't, I don't know. And um, I tell you what though, like I give him so much credit because by the end of the season, I mean, these kids had it down. These 11, 12 year olds had it down. I mean, they were running some pretty complicated stuff uh, for Pop Warner. And that's, I mean, that's all, that's to Eric's credit, you know, his ability to teach and believe in these kids that they can do it. You know, he sets the bar really high and the kids meet it, you know? So what's going on in general in high school football is the level of sophistication is pretty eye opening, don't you think, coach? Oh my gosh. Compare, compare and Eric, I'm sure you were the same way. And Bert, I don't know. I mean, what I was being taught when I was in high school, this <laughs> like, like, I mean, ancient love and rip, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> I mean, I remember my high school one coach front, one cigarettes out on, on our, If we got in trouble, he'd put a cigarette out in your helmet. I'm like, I can't even imagine seeing that on the sideline today. And it was, it was more, it was my dad. Hey, before, because I just want to get this question in because I'm a Vikings fan, Eric. Uh, uh, yes. Kevin O'Connell, is he gonna is he gonna succeed? Oh, I, I fully believe him, and in him, I, I love his demeanor. I love his his uh, his ability to adapt and improvise and. Uh, how he can relate to guys. There, there's just a difference between guys as much as I love uh, Sean and Harbs and all the great coaches. There's just something that, to be said that you played the game and you've, you have a unique ability to understand your players, uh, give them information, 
right? But also understand and being able to listen to them as well. And I think he's just going to do an unbelievable job of, of the flow of the games, how he connects the players, his even kill mentality, and being able to adjust. Uh, that's a that's such a, such a huge attribute for coaches is, you know, things change on the fly, whether it's from series to series, quarter to quarter, or, or even halftime. You, you, you sometimes have to just throw out the whole game plan. And are you able to do that as a coach? Are you able to be able to connect and and be able to get your point across if if something that's not going right and your and your players are able to adapt and understand it and execute on the fly. So I think he has all those attributes. I think he's a leader. I think uh, the guys will love him and and getting an offensive guy in there will be huge for for the for the offensive players in that in that you know you're talking about Jefferson with with Cousins and Cook. I mean, you guys got a lot of a lot of great pieces. I think he'll uh, be able to install what he wants and then bring in the culture that he came from, from the Rams. I mean, the, the Rams culture is, it's a, we, not me mentality. And it's about, it's more than the individual. Uh, and they have one rule and it's so funny. It'll be my rule when I, when we take over, it's, it's beyond time. It's so simple and so easy. Just be on time to everything you're at. And, and we will have no issues. And uh, so I'm excited for him, especially a San Diego guy. We competed against each other in college and seeing how his career is unfolded, just amazed by him and his work ethic and, and good things happen to those that work hard and are determined to, to be the best. Did you hear Coach Weddle be on time? I heard. I'm always on time. I, I'm just. I still am on the background thing. When you watch us later, Eric. I mean, the jerseys are great, but Tristan has a couple decorative plates in the back. If you could sprinkle them in with some of the jersey and decorative plates, I think it would be awesome. Right? That's all you're missing I mean, back do I, there. Is do decorative you have a plates. golf trophy or something? Did, did your fourth member win? Put some wedgewood out there or something. I don't know. <laughs> This is my wife's workspace, though, okay. so I got, you know, right. this is her world. This is her world. And, and, uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Just a couple more questions, guys. Tr Tristan, uh, quickly, state of high school football here in S San Diego. Uh, you know, we had a lot of guys moving around now, and it seems like there's a, like an open free agency period. Is is high school football here in San Diego healthy, in your opinion? Oh my gosh, Paul, we're gonna we're gonna need a separate podcast for that. Well, uh, which we can do. Which we can do. And 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 if you do. Invite me back because I have a I have a bazillion thoughts about it. Well, give me yeah, your top sheet. Very, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like we've lost our way a little bit, to be honest, with with youth sports and high school sports. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we've gotten off track of what it's all about. Um, you know, you look at all the all these all the transferring and what have you done for me and club sports and not just football, but I just think in general. Um, I think we got to get back to what what high school sports and youth sports is all about. You know, it's developing developing kids and uh, you know that said I mean I think you know the level of competition around here is obviously you know intense better than it's ever been mm -hmm. yeah so yeah it's it's in interesting to see what direction we continue to go down I can see that uh, you have things to say that you're yeah he wants to say yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. so so I'll tell you what what we'll, we'll do is we'll build a round table on that one and we'll, and we'll have you back but he's a he's going to be an assistant coach you can say whatever he wants now they don't get in trouble. Well, but not. That's right. Not, that's not, right. Not, right. Next year, come back next year and say whatever you e want. Email the head coach. Yeah. Right. Hey, Take it up with the head coach. Let me let me do this because I, I wanted to see if you could guess Eric Weddle. All right, Eric. What, who will Eric say the best player he ever played with, offense or defense, at in San Diego? Who's he gonna say? In San Diego? Yeah. 
Philip Rivers, I would say. Eric? LT. I would say Antonio Gates. Oh, very good. Missed again. Best player he ever played with in Baltimore? <sighs> Tony Jefferson. Eric, oh, you're going to say yeah. Suggs, right? Your friend, you better say, say Tony Jefferson. TJ, TJ. I'm on now. Give me a tiebreaker. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the uh, best player on the Rams is going to be obvious. It's going to be Donald, right? Aaron Donald, I think. Yeah. I like Vaughn no Miller, question. too, though. Well, yeah. Vaughn Miller's up there. But yeah. AD is one of one. They'll, they'll never be another AD. No chance. All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, thank you for – we dragged this on longer than we ever anticipated – it's very cool of you to uh, make time. And Coach Weddle, Coach McCoy, thank you for making Podcast 29 so special. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having us on, man. You bet. Awesome.